my mom's in Hawaii, so. <clears throat> oh, your mom's like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she's she's in, she left a couple a few days ago. She'll be in Hawaii till the 17th. So, all I got to do is text her. <laughs> no dinner. <laughs> we we just had hold on. Had a whole conversation about yeah, wow, technology is great. Video chat, you can, all this stuff. You can phone call, and, and Shane just goes, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sending a text." Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know the full relationship between you and, and your mom, but it's yeah. just like you know the lady who gave me birth, HMD. Like not even the full <laughs> HMD. HMD, HMD, and it's on HMD. a it's on it's on a little piece of parchment that you have to take off the carrier pigeon's leg and unravel. I'm gonna send a I'm gonna send a pigeon to you, and maybe it'll oh, get there. Oh no, that's too much work, bro. <laughs> Maybe that's a really good place to start because uh, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day in our actual lives right now. Um, yeah. We're, I haven't seen Leroy in a while, and nobody's seen you on the West Coast in a while because uh, whether this makes it into an episode or not, you've been overseas, you've been working, you've been grinding – you've been you've been not looking tired you look great uh and and it must and it must be it must be a nice trip obviously because you still have time to like zoom you still have time to to stream so you're, you're not like you know you're not being put to the task and working tw you know 20 hours a day so uh, that's good that's good and uh shane great to see you man um even though it's through a screen i wish we could all be under the same roof but uh it's it's good to see everybody, and uh, yeah, you love your mom. I love my mom. Leroy loves his mom. Uh, it is that day. But, so oh, we, just, just let me just let me add before you. I love my mom, and my wife, who's the wife. mother of my kids. Yeah, I was gonna say that's it's, so. <laughs> that's a, within this conversation, that's I I got two different sides of an experience yeah. now. Thank you. No, I'm glad you you bring a unique experience that neither of us can quite uh, fulfill here. And that yes, Laurel, you've got kids. Therefore, there is a mother to your kids, uh, and I I hope that maybe you can touch on some of that in more detail at some point during this episode. But uh, love you guys. It's great to see you guys. I wish we could spend the whole morning catching up with each other um as it is though let's let's show, show some love for mom so there are definitely a few things i would love to touch on and i think in spirit of the pie guys in regards to mother's day um but happy mother's day to you guys i'm glad you're here uh does anybody want to jump off with a statement to mom a shout out to mom a moment uh, you had growing up that left an impression on you with mom good or bad uh Go for it. The, t the floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would defer to Shane before, before I pop off. Shane, you, you got anything you want to, you want to say? No. <laughs> HMD mom. HMD. HMD. No, I, uh, yeah, I'll go. <clears throat> Excuse me. No. Yeah. I love my mom and, uh, we, me, uh, we have an interesting relationship. My mother and I, we tend to butt heads a lot. And I think that's because me and her are a lot alike in a lot of ways. And so, but we're also very different. So that's why there's a lot of headbutting at times. So it's constant, like, uh, 
it's constant like i wouldn't say arguments but it's just like uh passionate arguments i guess on things that we may believe in or stand for and different things like that because my, my mom is very religious too and and i'm religious but just not on her level she's very much like hardcore christian and it's like i get it but like i go about it a different way for me and so it's again it's a lot of times we we tend to butt heads because we're very similar in a lot of ways we're both stubborn stubborn sometimes and in, in, in the things that we believe in it's like we believe in something or we stand for something like we stand by that kind of thing and, and we'll argue to the death We'll go into the to the gladiator arena and and duel it out to the death. So, but we have respect for each other, which is uh, you know, it's nice at times. <laughs> at times, baby. I, I I I will say it's interesting though. Like growing up, <clears throat> like my mom has a lot of love for everybody, but like growing up, uh, and at, at the time when I was younger, I didn't I didn't I didn't understand it and see it when i was younger like in middle school and um you know like high school and stuff like that but my mom is very all the kids would the kids would be terrified of my mom and in in the sense of because like she was so strict and like so forward and not afraid to like if you were at our if like a friend came over to our house and they did something wrong like my mom would like scold them and be like what are you doing like it's like oh and so like people my I, I was like damn I'm like don't do it my mom isn't gonna be afraid to to ground your ass while you're here my mom you know is, what I mean like <clears throat> my mom is your mom now if you stay over that's how she sees it and so it's yeah. just like it would always it would always be like I don't know I. I I, I I wouldn't have a whole lot of friends come over all the time. I'd just go to their house because I'm like I don't even want to deal with it uh, at that age. And 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 like even in like theater and like in high school and stuff, the, the she was very involved with uh, the drama department and everything. But and like, so kids knew my mom and they're just like your mom's so scary. But then like at the same time they loved my mom because she would be like one of the only ones that's actually there doing things all the time. Like she was actually helping out. She was pitching in, coming up with ideas for them to make money, and and, and she was very involved though. So it was like a, it was almost like a double edged sword at times, where it's like oh no, Shane's mom's here, Kathy's here, everybody hide. You know what I mean? So it was like, but then, but then now that I'm older, it's like I look at it, it's like yeah, well she just really cared, and it's like. I view it in a different way, but like in, in that moment in time, it was just like, oh no, oh no, Kathy's coming. <laughs> well, <clears throat> isn't that sort of the classic, at least uh, portrayal or idea of moms and, and, and maybe hopefully most of our moms in, in our lives and in people's listening lives, that they are involved and they, they do care. Yeah, that's like the classic parent thing. It's like, I, I, you know, I do this because I care about you because I love you and that's why you're grounded for a week or whatever you know but but it's like oh yeah and in the moment you can almost never fully appreciate the impact that mom has it's kind of like this hindsight thing of like oh yeah she was uh that was actually for my benefit even though i was being a brat yeah. and, and 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 not that i'm calling anybody out but you know you were talking about how your mom is being strict and things like that i mean imagine being the mom of the train you know I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure, she, well, I'm sure she had to crack the whip on you a little bit growing up. Well, I, well, you, you know what? To be honest, like here's the thing: when I when I was younger, I was I was very straight edge. 
uh, I didn't, I didn't get into a whole lot of trouble. And I was just like, it was, it was my friends. Like my friends were the troublemakers where I wasn't. So it was because I was associate, I was guilty by association and a lot of issues and things that happened to me growing up where I was just like, man, like this guy, I was hanging out with this guy and he was over there smoking weed. Like, you know, back in, back in 2006, weed was not as legal. <laughs> As it is nowadays, you know what I mean? Like that was back in the days of where you had to still have a, a drug dealer to get you marijuana. You couldn't just walk into a store necessarily and get it like you can today. So it was like, you know, it's like, oh, he was, that guy was smoking weed and, you know, I'm, I'm 17, 16 in high school and it's like at a party or whatever. And then it's like, I was like, I wasn't smoking though. And it was like, I don't believe you. You're hanging out with him. I'm like, yeah, so what? Just because I'm hanging out with him doesn't mean I'm smoking weed. So it was like stuff like that where I was like, I'm not doing it. But again, guilty by association, which was like, damn it. Or like somebody would do something. I remember this one time, this kid down the street was like annoying me and some of my friends that I would hang out with out here in the, uh, where I live, like the, the streets, I guess you could say like ours, the Newport streets, the streets <laughs> of Newport beach. Yeah. The neighborhood, <laughs> which aren't, which, which aren't crazy. This is the neighborhood and it's a quiet, it's a quiet neighborhood. Like you've been here before. You, you know how like mellow it is here. It's like, this is the type of neighborhood where it's like, Oh, street lights come on. You come inside. So it's like, you can let your kids go out there and run around the streets. Like there's no, there's no busy streets. So cars are driving fairly slow. Most of the time. And um, anyway, there's a group of kids that I was hanging out that lived down the street. And this one kid that lived down the uh, another side of the street, he was just kind of annoying. Uh, our group that would hang out and skateboard around town and stuff. And one of my buddies had a friend over from some other place. He didn't live around here. And literally just like socks this kid out of nowhere. Just like, boom. And I was just like, oh, crap. This kid goes off crying, goes to his dad. The dad's all pissed comes over to our house and like he's like you kids punch my kid and i'm like my mom flips out i'm like oh no i'm like it wasn't me she's like you're hanging out with them i'm like that so what am i supposed to do she's like you should have stopped them i'm like i okay i'm like i'm young bro i don't know what to do Okay, I want to ask a question of the panel here, of you guys real quick. Uh, and I love everything that you've been sharing, uh, Shane. But I have an idea of the answer and maybe what the cliche answer is. But when it came to both of your parents, mom and dad, uh, was there one you were more scared of? Was there – was there who was the like the clear good cop, bad cop, enforcer type of person? Because uh, the reason I bring that up is I could think of back to a childhood memory where I kind of got publicly in trouble. But um, I say publicly, it was like some of my friends were there and <clears throat> my mom was like the first parent on the scene to like respond. Um, and ultimately her response was, well – you know, just wait till your dad gets home type of thing. Uh, ah. and because, because then it was like, ah, shit, now it's on. And now I'm really in trouble and dad's going to give me the belt, you know? Um, yeah. But, but sometimes I'm sure some people might've grown up with, uh, with a bit of a role reversal, you know, and, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a, uh, uh, if I have sons, the dad, the dad takes care of, you know, the business with the sons or if there's daughters, the mom steps in type of thing. So maybe this is a good spot for the Royal to chime in because you, you have the kids and, and you could speak from that parental um, disciplinary side of things, but like from your own personal experiences growing up, et cetera, do you guys have any, 
memories of that instances where like a parent was cracking down and was it the mom was it the dad i think there's there, like there's so many levels to to answering that question um i'm gonna break it down this way i think that typically it's the dads that are the the hammer um in a sense of dads have not to say that moms don't, but dads have that tone that has that roughness that has like the, 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 the voice. And my, my dad for sure was the, I don't want my dad to find out. My mom still would, would bring down. My mom did whoop me. I, I did get the belt, the switches. Mom, yeah, my mom did go ham. But when it came to my dad, <laughs> given that my dad was in the army, it, it was just it just felt more more militant but i would say this though uh there there are families that have maybe abusive mothers maybe maybe the dad's not there so the mom struggles with mm. the balance of of how to be both yeah i think if it's from a good home and a, a loving mother that most mothers are innately maternal that that instant bond of this life is precious to me i bonded with this for nine months within the womb and now outside of the womb we still have this bonding moment and and so it it nurtures that 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 feeling of being mom um whereas the dads you know now that now that i am a father it's like I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be like, all right, time to get some milk from the tea. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's still moments of holding the bottle and looking my, my children into the eyes. My brother said whenever she, um, it was time for feeding to be there. I mean, most, most uh, things you learn with being a new father is be there so you can look in your child so they can associate this feeling of nurture with looking at the mom and the dad. Hmm. Um, but I would say that, yeah, well, anytime my mom would go wait till your father gets home, and I've I've had the two hour, three hour wait, and me hoping, well, maybe he forgot. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm in my room and it's late enough. I could probably just go to sleep. She already yelled at me. I already get it. I think I'm Lee. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man. My um, my dad had the power to make us cry just by calling us in whatever tone that he was using. And yeah, I I picked up the same thing with my kids and maybe it's a it's a thing that I learned from my dad to understand how to do it because of the voice as as I've said. Um but I I think a lot of the times it's I don't want to disappoint mom and I don't want to anger dad. Mm, that's mm. a good way of putting it. I love it. I like that. And uh, yeah, totally. Oh, well, what about you? Yeah, uh, no, totally. It's um, it was a similar, similar, you know, playing field of dad. Obviously, like I said in that story, dad is is the threat, right? So even in that time of my life, my mom was threatening me essentially with with dad finding out. So yeah, you never want dad to find out, but. Um, but yeah, I I will say this much, and without going into too too much personal detail for the podcast, but uh, there was a very formative time in 
uh, my childhood growing up. And I think, I think this is maybe something where moms can, you know, like you're saying, dad has the, plays the role of like calling your name from across the hall and, and is the threat. But did you guys ever have mom experiences where like the kind of classically snooping through your stuff, going through your room and, and, and looking at your stuff, because that was kind of my, one of my formative childhood moments. And, uh, it was, uh, I guess you could say it was negative at the time. Um, but it was like that scene in the movie where the mom finds something and then she confronts the son about it. And, um, that's happened a couple times in my life. And it was like, Oh, what's this? And like court sort of just barged in and, and like clearly had a, a game plan, like knew she was going to at some point bring that up to me and totally caught me off guard. Um, so like it, it kind of goes, it kind of, I guess is uh, case by case. You know what I mean? Like dad would definitely be the guy to, to punish you if it, if need be, but mom might be the one to like, find some dirt and then you're on this like well do i cut a deal with mom do i is a blackmail is she gonna be like well i won't tell dad about this you know i'm not saying that that happened but you know you, all those thoughts maybe start running through your head of like well shit like now do i need to get my own safe do i need to have a painting that has like a pull away thing and a lever behind it so that mom can't find it because because i gotta have my own secrets too and like i and <laughs> i can't speak from being a parent but uh I think something's got to be left to your kids, right? But anyway, that's maybe a different well, conversation. I, well, yeah, well, well, no, I mean, I agree with you because I've had issues like that. Well, not issues, but experiences like that with my mom. My mom for sure snoops and looks. That's how my mom found out I wasn't a virgin anymore. <laughs> this, okay. was, this, was, this was before you can have codes or locks on your, on your phone, right? Like story time. You know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it, that's, it, that's... It, was it the Nokia? Was it the Nokia with the little? <laughs> it was the Nokia. Yeah, you know exactly which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> the brick ass Nokia. You could take the the, the shell yeah. off and put a different shell on it. Yeah, everything's the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that thing's mm. a weapon, dude. You could knock somebody <laughs> out with one of those. Uh, yeah, dude. I, but it, but, and I agree with you. I think kids, you're they're still individuals. You know what I mean? Maybe at a young age, obviously, like five, like five and ten, like they're 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 young. But like once you get to like seventeen, it's like okay, they're an individual. They figured them. They they figured out who they are for the most part by then, you know. And they want their privacy because they want that independence uh, at that time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think there is a. And I'm not a parent. This is just my thinking. But at a certain age, it's like I think that some boundaries need to not be crossed by parents to so that they know that and are aware that like, yeah, I get it. You're an individual. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that like, you know. But okay. But to that question, uh, to that point real quick to interject, is is that the case? Like, um, does it change, LaRoyal, when you become a parent? Like, you know, what what's the par- parent view on that? here's here's where my uh my studies in psychology listen up whoever's listening to this podcast like listen up you guys royal is more than just an actor he didn't just go to school and study theater and get his bachelor of arts in theater he's not just out in ireland 
teaching people the different methods of acting and breaking down scenes and telling them about Stanislavski. Legit, I'm out here going, well, Stanislavski says, like, I'm breaking down, right? I also minored in psychology. Okay, drop it on Which means I, I studied, like, children behavior and mm. child development. And huh. I to, to be able to understand the stuff that I went through as a kid and go, oh, snaps. I wish this was something that I knew back then because maybe conversations with my dad and my mom would have been a lot easier mm. than the stuff that I would just do and get in trouble for it because of my sense of independence and autonomy that I was feeling at that age. I once... I once closed my door. Well, before I closed it, I put a sign on it that says, please knock. I wasn't being spiteful. I wasn't being rebellious. I was just coming of that age of this is my space. And I, I want them to respect that I am coming of into understanding why I need my own privacy, right? Bam, put the sign up, please knock. I didn't lock the door. I don't lock it. I just just knock on the door before you come in. My dad got so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> he opened that door. What's the sign? I just, I just want you to, I just want you to knock. Cause I, I don't have to knock. This is my house. You're not paying for nothing until you start paying for, for, for living here. You don't get to tell me to knock on the doors that, that I own. And that's what he said. And I got in trouble for it. What he didn't realize was it wasn't me being disrespectful you know what I mean it goes back to what I was saying is me understanding that I want my own sense of independence and privacy and I as a child and a, a teenager wanting some respect for my family I felt like I that you should knock on the door it just yes. seems like a typical thing so now as an adult with kids that's the different it's a different conversation like we we're a product of a different generation we we grew up under the influence of our parents and the things that they did and how that affected us whether it was good or bad we're going to apply it as we get older and become a, become parents ourselves so as now that i am a parent and has and i have that knowledge of the psychology stuff and understanding okay at this particular age i got to look for these signs it's a totally different conversation of me bringing that up saying hey i understand that you're starting to feel like you need to be more independent and i i want you to know that i respect that and that's where the differences of handling that type of situation when it comes to parents to kids sure no uh, and i get that and i love that you shared that and i i, I maybe who can't really relate with that on some level i, I I never quite put up a, a note on my door like that, with, you know, <laughs> please knock. But I do recall one time putting up notes like around the house, um, you know, and stuff like that. And, and, and thinking that at that age that I could do that and not thinking that there was any like negative connotation to it. There wasn't like, like you're saying, this was out of a pure genuine intent. Like you weren't trying to be rude or whatever. Yeah. You weren't yeah. like, you got to pay a toll. It's just like, please knock because that's a common courtesy. But yeah, like there's got to be that different thing. Like if you're the dad or whatever, the parent and you've seen your, your kid do this, you're thinking like, wait, are they, who knows what's running through your mind? But that's a great point about communicating because the reason I kind of brought up the whole mom story like finding stuff in my room is because, you know, now I fast forward to now as, as a, you know, somebody who's much older 
And that memory is still there, but it's almost a lot of the details of that time are gone because it's been so long. And so it ends up being this time that I could think about where in a flash, it's just like images of my mom busting into my room. Like there was this time, like she just opened the door and like unloaded on me and then left. And it was like, whoa, it was like a commercial break of hate or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then and then you're left wondering like, well, what did I, what did I do? And, and to your point, yeah, it's like, you don't maybe want to leave a kid in that space. Uh, you would ideally want to be able to talk about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe in a private moment, uh, my mom might've felt bad about it, but I, there was never a conversation about it afterwards. It was never like, oh, I'm sorry, I did because it was, it was similar. Like you're talking about, you're saying, well, I pay for this. And it, that, that's where the conversation would always go. If I ever pushed back, it was like, no, you don't, you don't, I get to go, I get to go in your room. You know what I mean? I get to go in your room because I'm the mom, I'm the parent and da, 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 da. And it's just like, oh, I got to take it. But that's, that leaves a, that can leave a sour taste, obviously. And then that could lead to butting heads, right? And then HMD, you know. So uh, HMD, baby. HMD. Yeah, no, exactly, dude. I, yeah, my that was my my mom was that she'll sneak into your room and look for any sort of thing she can find against you and use it later on as ammo. It's like, why, bitch? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, went went real Martian Matters all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember, I remember. So, uh, real quick, this I guess, I guess maybe this could be a sexy train tale, but like, oh, Mother's Day edition. Okay, this is this this is when I lost my virginity and how how my mom found out that I lost my virginity. Since it's kind of on topic, I, I guess why not? So. Whoa, excuse me. I don't mean to barge in on you, but I couldn't help but notice the note outside that said you wanted to stay on topic. Well, if that's the case, then you probably already know about patreon.com slash the pie guys pod. Right? I mean, right? Well, what do you know about patreon.com slash the pie guys pod? Do you know it's the only place you can go to truly stay on topic? And look, it's never been simpler to stay on topic. All you got to do is, is kick back. Take a puff of this, take a sip from our cup, man, and then you too will become a true believer. It's us. It's, it's the Pie Guys, right? We're, we're just shooting this shit. No, nobody got hurt in the making of these conversations, but enjoy a missing slice. You know, think of it like our, our secret menu. It's the secret menu of staying on topic. And let's be real. The more you stay on topic, the more you're in the conversation. And the more that you're in the conversation, well... Then you're in the rotation, and that's important because my name ain't Skip. So for seriously, just like a dollar right now, you can get access to all the missing slices that are on the secret menu over at patreon.com slash the pie guys pod. We love you. That's where you could show us some love. We love our moms. Shout out to the moms. I love you, mom. To all the mothers, the milfs, and the motherfuckers, we love you. Patreon.com says the podcast pod. We're feeling the love. Let's let's spread the love. Let's congeal in the love over at patreon.com slash the pie guys pod. Dude, uh yeah, cra- <clears throat> crazy story. I love it. I love that you shared that. Um how about a bit of a gear shift a little bit in Mother's Day theme? Uh and in, in pie guy fashion. So we'll see how well this goes. But I was thinking of um, you know. 
fictional moms and we've been kind of talking about real life moms and and sharing personal instances so maybe we can change gears a little bit to fictional moms uh and can we maybe do a round round robin list of some of our favorite fictional moms and they can get they can get as interpretive as you want with that for instance uh i wrote a few things down one of them i would for sure want to shout out would be sarah connor right well-known fictional Mm. mom um uh that's shout out to sarah connor but another one that i think you can make a case for would be the queen alien from alien so mother of mother of aliens um so that's where my mind goes with it if you guys want to take it anywhere else you can uh and i want to shout somebody else out too stifler's mom also counts all right, all right. Well, all right. So going to fictional moms, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and I'm actually gonna Google. <laughs> do it. I don't know. Do it. Fictional moms. That way. So like you you, you said up, Sarah like, you said Sarah Connor and and the and the alien queen. I, I just p- potential answers. Yes, and obviously I was thinking fictional. So yeah. Um, okay. You ready? Yeah. Claire Huxtable. Bam. Oh, from the Cosby uh, Show. The, the Cosby, Cosby show. show, because because not only was she like <clears throat> like a mom to the definition for when we when you think of TV show moms, like she was her own person as well. She didn't get e- her title and who she was as a person wasn't erased or eradicated because she was a mother or a wife. She had her own stuff that she stood for, and. I, I wish I remember the clip by heart, but it, it's one thing where the, the could be son-in-law comes in and he and he says something smooth and she's like, well, why, why would you assume that? And then she just goes in. She's like, well, that might be true, but I'm also this, that, this, this, and that really goes in. And then at the end of it, she comes back to, now, would you, would you like some, uh, some wine or something to drink? Yeah, that's what it was. The, the guy asked for something to drink and she was like, I'm not your servant. I'm not this, I'm not that. And it really put like, it put him in check. And then at the end, like she, she brought it back and it was so smooth. So I would say Claire Huxtable as one of like top TV moms. Top, bam, mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, Shane, what about you? Anything coming to mind? Um, yeah, a couple, I guess. Uh, so I, I've never like watched the full series of the show, but I've watched a good amount of the probably first and second season of the show. But um, uh, the uh, Gilmore Girls, Lorelai Gilmore, I thought she was pretty cool. She's a single mom. She doesn't have a dad, right, or doesn't have a husband or anything. So it's like she's got to do it on her own. So it's like I, I guess maybe for me. In, re- in like kind of relating it to like my own life my mom was i've seen some of my friends where they have moms who are like no my mom's like my best friend i'm like what how that's impossible <laughs> you can't be an authority figure and cool that, that doesn't exist you know what i mean so it's just like my mom was always like the enforcer it's like i am your mom like we're you know but she tried to be my best friend I'm like it doesn't work because if i tell you i'm gonna have sex you're gonna flip out and so it's like were, so I guess in that show for fictional mom in that sense, I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like tight with her kid. She she's not like being super enforcive, but like there there's moments obviously where it's like she has to be. And so you see, it's like, oh, you see that struggle of like now she has to like be a mom versus 
being a best friend kind of thing, but she, I, I like the way that she does that. The character does it, and the actress does it, and and, and, and yeah. Ready? And she's hot. You ready? <laughs> ready. Molly Weasley. Ah. Okay. Okay. From, from all of the Harry Potter. The Harry Potters. Yeah. Okay. And- you know, I recently watched it. I think uh, in like in December or November <clears> last year is when we we rewatched like all of the series up until like uh, maybe the beginning of this year as well. Um, and there is a different appreciation for Molly Weasley. Like the first time you watch it as a kid, you're just like, "Oh, cool, she's Ron's mom." And you watch it as you grow up, as they come out and release, and it's just like, "Yeah, she's always been great." But watch them pretty consecutively and pretty fast within the same year you're like wait hold up molly has how many kids and like you realize yo she gave birth to seven kids and she was willing she she supported the household she was cleaning up she was enchanting the dishes the tables like all of the magic that was at the house was probably just hers while she's keeping track of everybody on a little magical clock. And she was the one that took out uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. And she's like, yo, she's, she's a bit underrated as a character until you pay attention to just her as the character. Like you don't realize that she's really powerful because of where, how her magic works and, her being being the mom of moms and i think i think as a kid molly weasley is the equivalent to what my mom was that she was the track mom she had four boys she supported my dad while he was in the army i mean they're no longer together but after during the times you don't know of the stuff that they they would go through and how and i think all the characteristics that i see in molly I would I would see in my mom, so that's why watching rewatching it now is like, yeah, Molly is a wonderful like character and a mom all together. I love it. I love the answers. I um, personally, I mean, I didn't again didn't know where you guys would go, obviously, but I would not, I don't think, have guessed these answers. But I love it. I want to shout out a mom, and it's gonna maybe be a little different. Uh, then you guys, cause you guys are highlighting like their strengths and the things that make th- these women memorable. Um, but hear me out. So if I say Peggy Bundy, okay. <laughs> if I, if I, if I say Peggy Bundy, we think, <clears throat> oh, she's not a good mom. Right. Because if you know anything about married with children, the family's really dysfunctional and like Al's not a good dad. Peggy's not a good mom. The kids are brats, right? They, they're, 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 they're demons, <clears throat> but uh, think back to that time of the show Married with Children. If you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's an old classic sitcom. It started in the late '80s. It went through most of the '90s, and and for the most part, and on TV, if there was like a sitcom or a family c- comedy or whatever, the mom kind of played certain types of roles, and and it didn't deviate too much. But now you have Peggy Bundy, who's like smoking while she's quote unquote cooking. Uh, she. She literally just sits on the couch watching Oprah all day, eating bonbons, uh, like negative traits. But she'll stand up for herself though too. Like she, she, any anything Al will give her, she'll give it right back a hundred percent. And it's obviously hilarious. Uh, Katie Siegel, the actress, is great, of course. But um, I think Peggy Bunny deserves to deserves some recognition. Uh, it's also just as a wild character. Um, I think you know. If, 
think back to like leave it leave it to beaver days back in the black and white days of the mom right like right. wearing the apron and like all right honey and kissing the husband and you fast forward to married with children and peggy's far cry from that so i think uh as a maybe as a trailblazer on some sort of fictional moms peggy bundy deserves some love okay all right then then i, I question both of you this and i'm gonna say it hoping you you would know well you'll know for sure one but i'm hoping you'll you'll know the other between these two shows which mother did you like or did you no wait 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 no between these two shows which mother did you least like because oh. of their uh, of how the actor gave the performance you understand what i'm saying like yeah. you, you hate them so much like the way she's the, the she portrays the mother or the wife or whatever how, however you might be it would you rather Cersei from Game of Thrones mm. if you know it or Skylar from Breaking Bad like, yeah ooh, both equally you just you, you hate them you dislike the characters Dude. which one wins it I'm so glad. I want to preface this. I want to preface what we're about to say uh, because I personally haven't seen Game of Thrones. So I know you're talking okay. about. I know you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to talk spoilers or whatever, that's okay. But um, I totally have to go with Skyler. And I'm glad you said that because you must have you must have incepted me a little bit. I was thinking about her. So I would totally go with Skyler, not just because that's the one I've seen, but like, oh yeah, she might be the most, she might be the the poster child for th that, what you're talking about. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not that I hate the character necessarily. It's all of those things. Like Anna Gunn, the actress is so good in that role that yeah. like you kind of, you end up hating on her. That character gets so much hate from fans of that show because she's like this sort of, um, early on she sort of plays this unofficial antagonist right because it's all about like mm -hmm. he's got to keep it a secret but how can he keep it a secret from his wife like eventually she's gonna find out right and um obviously mm -hmm. some of the decisions she makes in that show are very maddening um it's, it's got to be skylar dude it's got to be skylar and I, i'm sure there's a strong case for cersei again not knowing i'm sure there is i'm sure a lot of uh yeah a lot you of traitors watch show, happens man. Uh, but I, I would, I would argue any day against any mom, not just Cersei, that Skyler kind of takes the cake. I'm glad you mentioned that one. I, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Game of Thrones, um, so I, it's hard to recall a lot of that. And same thing with Breaking Bad. I haven't seen, I've seen all, of, I've seen both shows all the way through, but it, it's been a minute. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, obviously, I would, I would have to say Cersei's as far as you know. I don't know, dude. She's pretty fucking bad. I will say, actually, you know what? I, <laughs> the, uh, have you guys been watching? Have you finished watching Ozark? No, don't finished? don't say anything. I haven't finished oh, it yet. Oh man. Well, <laughs> I was I was I'm not gonna say anything in any spoilers. But I'm just say Wendy as a mom is pretty fucking bad too, man. She's another one where I'm like, God damn it. She. You know uh, what I mean, I I get why you would mention that. I know LaRoyal hasn't seen it, but it's. It's uh, that sh show Ozark draws comparisons to Breaking Bad for obvious reasons in good ways. Yeah. And I think those characters share similar, uh, you know, yeah, birds of a feather, like, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. So, but yeah, it's it, 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 
there's a lot of good moms in you know in cinema and in TV and stuff. But then you do yeah. get these ones where you're like, "Fuck, you are a they're, bad bitch." They're they're not yeah. Blood. Talking about breaking traditional roles, they're not just playing the mom role. They're playing like a fully fledged character that has motivations, and it's and they're not necessarily the bad guy, the good guy, the gray character. You know, all of those things. That's those are the complex characters we want to see and and praise, of course. But um, yeah, I'm right. glad brought those up Leroy what about you and, and since you asked the question is there one that you lean more towards I would say I would say Skyler takes the she the, the awful award in, in my world because of uh not yes not only did she go against Mr. White Eisenberg like whatever you want to call him not only did she go against him so many times but ultimately you knew that within this context of the show, her motivation wasn't, wasn't evil. Her motivation wasn't, I, I need to stop you because I'm the good guy. Her motivation was, no, 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 our family. We have to think about our family and our kids and, and you know, their needs. But I, and I think what makes it so great is with the, with the writing is that, that such a, uh, reasoning went against Mr. White and it's just like if only she got on board and that was always the constant thought if only she got on board if yeah only she kept her mouth shut if only she played like she went with it and complained then then he would have everything but within the within the show it's like oh wait but it's technically the bad guy yeah whereas no. with, with Cersei it, it's her motivation and her, and her love with, for her kids was pure she did love her kids but she also, um, what she uh, she took the wheel a lot for for building her empire, keeping that role of power for for making sure she's in the position to to steer the course of whatever it is that she wants to get done. It was never a moment of her just stepping back and going, "Hi, kids, go be kids." It was like you know she had everything so viciously planned out for every single one of her kids that on one end yeah moms do that mom have plans for their kids and there's nothing wrong with that but then on the other end it's you, you gotta let your kids just be kids and make their own decisions but when i have to pick and choose nah it's skyler skyler dude uh yeah i, I will always uh yeah, I, I will always kind of hate that character. I don't know if hate's not the right word, but it's uh, <laughs> that fir the first watch, the first viewing of that show was just like, it was rough to get because you're right. Like you could, it was pure intentions. It was all about the family. It was protecting themselves. Um, but I don't know, you know, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert. When she was like, I fucked Ted. That was, that was a different that was a different thing. That was a turning point where I'm like, I, I got to look at you a little differently now because you're, you're trying to be spiteful and you're not trying to make the best of the situation. You're trying, you're making it worse. So yeah, mm -hmm. Skyler. Um, and maybe to round out the um, mom one, cause I had written this down and obviously as a joke, um, but I, I got to shout out Martha Wayne uh, and Martha Kent. Because uh, as we I knew it, I knew they were going. <laughs> as we famously know, uh, both Batman and Superman have the same. <laughs> um, so the why the, did you say that name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't say Martha out too loud, but um, Martha Wayne and Martha Kent for sure. Okay, 
we should probably round a turn and there's a couple other things I wanted to do and uh, you know, want to keep it light, want to keep it fun. And we will, we will, I think, finish on a fun note, but um, let's also be sincere. Uh, this is an opportunity. I don't, I honestly don't think either of our moms will be listening to the podcast, but my um, mom doesn't, but how about a moment <laughs> where we can leave a message to mom and, um, uh, so if, it doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a soliloquy or a or a speech whatever. But if there's something you want to say to mom, express your love, express maybe a moment. Um, it doesn't have to be a message to her. Maybe it could be a remembrance of a time that that was like, oh, you know what, like that's my mom, <laughs> you know, type of thing. Because we, I'm sure we could sit again, sit here all day for hours talking about ah, my mom did this. She came into my room and saw the the Nokia phone. She came into my room and, and, and to clarify about the story earlier, she came in and saw a, a note uh, that was written to me from a girl in school. And that's what upset her. And she, she didn't like some of the language the girl was using. And she, yeah, and she thought I was too young to be exchanging notes with girls. And she, she got all worked up about that. So like, oh, we could, how old were you? I, uh, I was I was in the eighth grade. Twenty eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you 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 joke, but my mom at times growing up had said things to me like, "You're not dating girls until you're 30. Uh, you know. So uh, there's that, you know, uh, to go along with. It. So I'm, I'm I'm sure we could sit here and be like, "Yeah, my mom did this and it pissed me off." But is there maybe a time that you want to shout out where it was like, no, nah, mom was the best, or do you want to just send her some love via the podcast? Yeah, I got some real quick. Uh, you know, is like I said, as, as much as me and my mom butt heads and stuff and as strict as she may be and everything there, there's definitely, I definitely have a lot of fond memories uh, in the past growing up with my mom. Um, one, 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 one big one that I always have is when I was younger, she, she, this was back when uh, Disneyland passes were a hundred dollars for the whole year with no blackout dates. Uh, but we, she had bought us a couple. And so every Friday, like every week randomly, she would just pull me out of school and we'd just go to Disneyland. I'd be like the middle of the day and she'd just pull me out of school early at lunchtime. We're like, all right, let's go. I'm like, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we're just going to Disneyland. Dope. Cool. You know, this is like first grade, second grade, third grade. So it was like stuff like that where it's like, all right, sweet. Like, she, you know, she she understands that like, yeah, school is important. But at the same time, we could still have some fun. So I, I, I'll always have like that memory of like my mom doing that. And if I are, ever have kids, I'd probably do the same thing, man. I'd probably be like, yeah, my mom did this. So let's go. Let's go to Disneyland for the day. I'll take you out of school early just randomly. And then we'll just we'll go do something fun. That's dope. HMD, mom. HMD. HMD. All the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I will wholeheartedly admit I am a ma mama's boy uh, to the day that I die. Uh, I love my mom. I it, it, was a, it was a good upbringing. Sure, there was times where we might not have fully understand each other because what, what kid and mom and parent, you know, don't go through that, but... I would say overall, man, but the experience that I've had with my mom growing up were, were always great, were always memorable. She she was certainly always there. I mean, not negating anything from my dad, you know, when it comes to this day, I always feel like there's some, there's like a little competition that I, well, it's, it's Mother's Day and next is my dad's birthday, then Father's Day, so I got to make sure I show him an equal amount of love, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely, you know, her was 
being there and when I was in school, going to the PTSA meetings, um, you know, taking all the pictures, braiding my hair, being at all the, the sports events, but not just being there. She was sports mom. She was mm. the, the coach. Bringing the oranges. She was bringing the oranges, telling us to stretch, having us doing do workouts. Like when it came down to track, she was track mom. She was the mom that told me I have to do almost every single event that I'm capable of because she believes in me and she's also the coach. So it wasn't deep telling her any no to that. Can I get a deep love? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I remember. I remember. Actually, I don't remember, but I remember the story that she told me that she remembered that one day she she was crying. And uh, mind you, my mom had me when she's about 22, 24. And so she was she was pretty young. I was the last of four boys. So she was pretty young when by the time I was around. And she said she remembers crying and being outside, sitting down and never told me what she was crying about. But she says that. I come outside and see she was okay. And I saw that she was crying and I just started singing. Um, He's got the whole world in his hands. And she said that that meant so much to her that I could just see her and just start singing and it just made her feel better mm. out of context. So I was definitely the child that was like, I want to make sure I take care of my mom and make her happy and everything. And to, to this day, I, I, validate myself by saying when i give her a gift or i call her i'm always going yeah 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 and make sure when you when you tell my brothers that who got you that gift make sure you say it's from your, your favorite son don't say the name just say <laughs> from your favorite son and so they can question wait favorite son is it not is it not me? and then they and then they know and well so, i didn't i didn't get her that so should have kept yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> you know, who, who did it who did it can't oh. be me Every every year for Mother's Day, man, I post my favorite picture. It's the one of me. I couldn't be no older than five years old, and I'm hugging my mom. Um, and it's such a a heartwarming picture. It's my favorite picture of just moments of my mom and I. I mean, yeah, we have a whole bunch of pictures growing up, but in that picture, it's just it's pure joy. Um, that that we just share, and I'm glad that I still have it to this day. And I woke up this morning and I wrote. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, you taught me wonder. You taught me love. You taught me to be silly. You taught me imagination. You taught me to make sweet yams with marshmallows. I love you and happy Mother's Day. So that's that's what I send it to my mom. Oh man, I love that, dude. There you go. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I got it. You said something that made me want to amend my original answer here to or to this thing uh, that I wanted to share um, because. You talked about the sports thing. So uh, a couple of things to shout out my mom for. And and uh, I used to do theater too. You were talking about theater earlier and, and doing all this stuff. So uh, for those who don't know, I've done a lot of theater in my life. And, and growing up, that was like the thing that kind of gave me a little bit of a purpose. When I first did a school play, I, I felt like I kind of came into my own. I was like, oh, I've discovered something that I like doing and that I feel like I'm good at. And I always wanted to pursue it. I lived in a small town where like they didn't have theater and that, you know, there was no outlet for that. But, but if we drove 20 miles this way uh, to the nearest town, they, I could sometimes be in the plays that they would do over the summer. And so for many summers growing up, pretty much all through middle school, 
my mom was driving me, of course, because I couldn't drive. And she would drop me off for these these play rehearsals. And then I, I don't know what she did. Maybe she went grocery shopping or whatever while I was at rehearsal. But always there, giving me a ride and picking me up. And then it would transition to high school where, again, small town, didn't have an outlet for theater. Uh, but we knew of this place we could always go. And then for a couple of years while in high school, we did these Christmas time shows at, uh, at a nearby town. And my mom was also in them with me. So I have this like time of my life that is very dear to me when I was involved in theater, certainly as a young kid, even through those years of like, hey, I busted in your room and found the note. Like I was still doing the theater and still had this connection with mom that didn't have with anybody else. You know, dad wasn't doing it. And, and so, uh, and I think my mom has always definitely viewed herself as a performer on some level, like deep down. So I, I think if I really analyzed myself and my life's course, uh, my mom has had a bigger impact on it than maybe even I realize. And then you, you mentioned the sport thing. And um, my mom admittedly is not a huge sport person at all. She doesn't really watch them, doesn't follow them, kind of doesn't even like them. But as moms do, she supports her son, right? And I was growing up playing soccer. And sure enough, for somebody who's not into sports, she was the loudest person on the sidelines, like cheering. Like everybody eventually was always like, Who's, whose mom is that? And then, of course, there was like a bit of embarrassment as the kid. You're like, that's my mom. She's like yelling the loudest. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, oh, that's cool. And then you're like, oh, other people think it's cool that my mom is cheering me on. So now I think it's cool, right? Um, so to have that memory still of her screaming at the games, even though I know she couldn't stand it, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a true testament to, I think, what, what not just my mom, but I'm sure all of your moms and many moms out there hopefully have done for their kids is, is be there for them and support them. Shout out to mom. Thank you guys for, for sharing those things. Uh, and Man. while I know we were just being sincere and genuine and heartfelt, I think we should end because I know you guys have some of these. So maybe we'll have to think about it for a second, but I think we should round out this episode with yo mama jokes okay because growing up growing up and i know you're a mama's boy but i know we at least have one so you don't have to share what? a bunch but <laughs> but but, but let, let's at least share one um because growing up that's what we did on the the uh the playground you, you spat your mama jokes at people maybe it's a long lost art but everybody that i knew growing up had at least a couple of yo mama jokes in the back pocket so so for instance, how about this one? Your mama is so fat. The last time she saw 90210 was when she stepped on a scale. <laughs> what do you think of that shit? Your mama's so fat. She saw a school bus drive by. She said, hey, stop that Twinkie. <laughs> yeah. Well, your mama, <laughs> your, your mama is so fat. She's on both sides of the family. Okay. Well, 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 your your mama's so fat, she got her own gravitational pull. Oh shit! Well, your mama's so fat when she goes to school, she sits next to everyone. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, ma your mama's so fat, she got her own zip code. Nine zero two one zero. <laughs> hey man, your mama so fat. She wears a red dress. Everybody goes, "Hey, Kool Aid." <laughs> I remember that one. That's a good one. I remember mm -hmm. that one. 
Damn, dude. Hey, I don't know. You, I don't, hey, I don't no, we're gonna get. You know, you. I got more. We're no, gonna we get dirty. Going. I, mean, gonna, I, I don't. I don't. You want a list? Your mom is like a hardware store. Twenty-five cents a screw. <laughs> no. Your mom. Your mom is like Seven Eleven, always open. Oh shit! Not always doing <laughs> business. Your mom was but... like my last party. Everybody's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know what? You know what? When when a, when a man when a man has sex with multiple people, right? When a man is going out and he's dating all these people and he's like just slinging the wood left and right, most people call him a player. Most people just be like, yeah, man, that man, he's a player. He's a pimp. He's getting his. You know what I'm saying? But when a woman does it, they call him Shane's mom. (laughs) (laughs) I can't claim that joke. I cannot claim that joke. I saw it the other day. It was the fucking funniest thing. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, well, your mom is uh, your mom is so fat <laughs> that she makes Godzilla look like an action figure. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that yeah, that was a, yeah, that was one. That was one. It's a good one. Your mom is so fat she wears a watch on each wrist because she covers two different time zones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what else? Your mom is so fat when she wakes up, she wakes up in sections. Left arm first, right arm second. In a different time zone. In a different time zone. <laughs> Not one, two, one, no. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to also know what? Your mom is so fat, she sat on a dollar bill and made change. Well, your mom is so fat, when she stepped on the scale, it said to be continued. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> 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 to be continued. <laughs> I know you have more. Shame. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Where your mom is so fat that when God said let there be light, He asked her to move out the way. Bitch! Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. So fat when 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 they saw the moon, Obi Wan said, "That's no moon. That's no moon." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, shit, boys, HMD, uh, thank you guys for playing along, too. Uh, again, love yeah, you man. guys. I love uh, that we've made this happen. Leroy, you're yeah. over there doing great things. Um, Shane, I know you're you're staying real busy, and um, so I, I really appreciate it. Let's end it with, let's end it with a cliffhanger. Uh, let's talk about my dad now. For Father's Day, my dad... <laughs>